happy Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And I know many of you, this Wednesday usually was a pretty popular bar night, but obviously COVID changed something. <laughs> um, but I still, you know, think it's time to really be thankful for, yes, even 2020, because I think it's brought us closer to family, to friends, and to realizing what really is important um, in our lives. Uh, and I want to give a big thank you to uh, our first responders, our nurses, our healthcare providers right now during this challenging time. A big thank you to all of our teams, our families, our friends who kind of put up with some of us that are um, working in the older adult space and some of the wackiness that's been going on this year with the challenges. Uh, and also want to give a big thanks to, to the Mavericks here. And so that's why we're here. I'm going to let Catherine introduce our newest, greatest Maverick um, to join our forces. So Catherine, I'm going to turn it over to you. Oh, thank you. And I love the big shout out to everyone working in senior care. We know you are bone weary, and yet you still work tirelessly and selflessly to care for our older adults. I know many of you are short staffed and you're just making things happen anyway. So really huge, huge shout out from all of us. And we're so super excited on our end that we get to talk with so many of you and to share our love and support with you. And now we have a third person to, to help us do that. So um, we're excited to announce that Taylor Hewlett is our newest Chief Ingenuity Officer here at the Mavericks. Taylor, welcome to the Mavericks. Thank you, super excited to be here. I wanna echo the thanks to all of the healthcare workers and first responders as well. Well said, we don't have to say it again, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I think you, you can't hear it enough. Um, so that was good. And Taylor's been really active with us at the Mavericks for the, almost the entire time we've been the Mavericks. So really excited to have you officially on board with Francis and I. Uh, we have been doing so much and we're so fortunate to be on, I think this might be our 68th episode that we're doing right now. It might be 69th, somewhere in that range. So we're coming up on 100 episodes and we expect to hit that by first quarter of next year. Um, and we're doing some fun things in December too with our episodes. So really excited to have the extra hands, the extra uh, brain power, and Taylor, we want to introduce you to our audience. So can you tell our audience, I bet many of them know you already, but tell our audience a little bit about you, who you are, how you got into senior care. What is it that makes you passionate about what we're doing at the Mavericks? Sure. Yeah. So I got into senior care, I think it was about two years ago. Senior care has always been a little bit part of my life um, because of my mom. She she works with a memory care, Applewood Our House memory care facility here in uh, here in Colorado. And so I was kind of doing pictures and stories for them and doing doing some things like that for them and then kind of consulted them for, for them for a while. And then they brought me on full time for about two years. And, and that was kind of my introduction into senior care. And and the reason I got into it was because I loved the storytelling aspect hmm. of it. I'm a, one of my passions is photography. And so I love taking portraits of people and telling their stories and, and really getting to know them. And that really worked well with taking pictures of people with, uh, with memory care, with Alzheimer's or dementia. And so when we, any time a, a holiday would kind of roll around like Christmas or those types of holidays, we would take pictures of all of our residents at Applewood and then give a nice framed portrait to all the families as a, as a memory of their loved one. Really and cool. that's that's kind of how I fell into senior care and fell in love with it. And 
when I found the Mavericks, the the mission of um, wanting to make make aging better, I I think I can really align with. I think the opportunities for intergenerational um, leaps and bounds moving forward is huge. And I always say this, but I think we we all are going to get old in some form or fashion. So I think it should be the best it can be for all of us. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> well said. I, and I, I like the, you know, I like kind of how you're bringing the storytelling. I mean, that is a component, I think, that gets overlooked. I mean, the idea that, you know, just because they're an older adult is living in some type of, of assisted community doesn't mean their story still can't go on. And I think that is really cool to hear. Yeah. And let's talk about your book, oh, Taylor. Yeah. yeah. So you're an yeah, author. So, yeah. I, we, I wrote a book. It took a village to write this book, of course, but uh, we, we interviewed six families um, of, of people with Alzheimer's or dementia and we told their story. So their portrait is sitting in a book along with their kind of chapters or chat um, or chapter. And it tells their story all the way from, from their diagnosis or just before their diagnosis. And then some of them have since passed. Um, but it really, it digs into what they were like and their, their story and what it was like for them to, to go through a diagnosis such as Alzheimer's or, or Lewy body dementia or any sort of dementia that you have. And the idea was to really get around um, the connection of it. Because I think when, Kathy, you can kind of attest to this, it, it's called About Faces, Expressions of Alzheimer's and Dementia. And um, so what I was going to say, Kathy, I think when someone gets diagnosed, a loved one like your mom or your dad, you can kind of feel like you're kind of standing on the edge of the cliff. You're kind of standing in the middle of nowhere and you're just looking for something to kind of grab onto for a moment. And that was kind of the the, the first goal around this book was to give people some connection, give people some common ground to go, okay, I'm not alone in this. I, other people have been through this and I can learn from them. I can get connected with people. There's different things and different support systems for me out there. Yeah, that's really good. And you're right. When, when someone you love first gets diagnosed, there's a lot of just questioning, not sure what's going to happen. In fact, I was on a, a Facebook group last night kind of um, talking through some issues for family caregivers who haven't transitioned someone into senior care yet. They're still taking care of them. And one of the questions was around, what do you do when they're um, combative at home? How do you handle that? I'm all alone here and I don't have anyone else who can come in and help me. So just all of the questions around it. And I know that you don't respond to that in your book, but giving someone the sense of comfort that there are other people who've gone through this journey. And in your book, you hear the stories from all perspectives, right? You talk to the family, you talk to the older adult themselves where possible and got mm -hmm. their perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. One of the stories in there, the gentleman is a piano player. He used to teach piano at a college. And um, it, it was the moment I knew I had to tell these stories and that these stories were important was when he sat down at, at a piano at Applewood. And I mean, he couldn't tell me his name. He wouldn't be able to tell me his name, but he sat down at the piano and he played a whole song just like he did when he was teaching, when he was a professor at, um, I think he taught in Kansas, but um, mm -hmm. He played the entire song and it just blew my mind that he could do that. That music was such a strong element within that. And that's when I knew there's some, there, there's something special to these stories. Yeah. I think it too, it, it's, it shows that 
even living with dementia or Alzheimer's, there are certain skills that will always be there, right? And in this case, it will, for this gentleman, it was his music, right? His ability to p- play the piano. He might not be able to do other, you know, activities or things that we think he should be able to do, but he can still do what is core to him. And I think that's important for families to recognize is you're, they are who they are and they're different and difference. Okay. It doesn't mean that it's the end. It means it's just different. And I think that's really important is that he, this gentleman still was a musician at heart and he was able to express that. You just yeah, said was- the word express. I, that's what I was sitting here thinking. It's, it's how they express right. yeah. who they are in the best possible way they, their, their brain can function right exactly. now. Exactly, because think about the issues we have with those living with dementia is we force them to live in our reality. And, in re- and that doesn't enable them to express themselves. Mm-hmm. So the way they sometimes express themselves because we're not listening to whether it's subtle cues or body language or even the words they're saying, they have a different expression that could be, you know, walk a walkabout, which is I like to, that term versus, you know, elopement or wandering, right? They could do walkabouts where they just say, I'm leaving, or they get aggressive or angry. It's because we are failing to empower them to express themselves in whatever manner they need to do it. And that's why I think, you know, with Taylor's book, it highlights that each of those individuals express their, their desires in a different manner. And we have to honor that. Yeah. Yeah. Well said Francis. Yeah. Really beautiful. So Taylor is an author, a photographer. He's also an actor. You're going to see him on our, um, he, between he, Francis, and I, we're going to be switching around who's hosting and co-hosting our Facebook Live. So we'll keep it exciting for you. Um, and Taylor has his hands in a lot of different things in senior care. So one of the things we always talk about, Taylor, as you know, is what action should, do we want people to take? Because there's a lot of things that Francis, as our chief curiosity officer, is curious about. And me as the chief inspiration officer, I'm inspired by so many people and I get these inspirations for, hey, let's go do this. Hey, let's go do that. And you're, you are ingenious, which I love the way that you think about things. And so it's a fitting title for you to be the chief ingenuity officer to look at our systems and our processes and and also the artistic side of all that because even though those are very logical things there's an artistic element to that that has to be balanced so i'd love to just hear from you your thoughts on senior care systems and what you'd like to see changed in the industry i think um there's a lot to that question and i think we could talk for hours and hours about all of that and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to kind of take the 30,000 foot view um, for me is is to take action around um, being able to to think creatively about changes. Think creatively about how can we, we have, we have COVID right now and that's a reality and that's just where we are. But how can we get creative around these different regulations? I'm not saying break any regulations, but how can we get creative using technology or using whatever you want to use, how can we think outside the box for just a moment and see what can come of it? Because I think that's what's most important to to move this industry and move this forward. So it's better for everyone. Um, I think I'll speak to my my work at Serenity. I am uh, 
customer success director, director of customer success at Serenity. And I'm super excited to be part of that team because I think utilizing technology to connect people is a step in the right direction for, for this industry. And I'm really excited about that because it really steps into getting creative and, and finding solutions that, um, that utilize technology in a really opportunistic way. Yeah, and and thanks for bringing that up because it is important. And there's a lot of different technology out there. There are a lot of different ways to do this. Of course, I'm a little bit partial. I think Taylor's a little bit partial, but that doesn't mean that we can't be impartial and objective about the fact that there's a lot of different tools. And from, from my perspective, and I, I know the two of you share the same, just use something, do something that's gonna accelerate um, or automate even where possible some of the things that are that that are kind of back office and let the care team and the family be connected. Let um, the connections happen where they need to happen between providers and families and care teams in senior living. I know for a fact that several of our customers are they have their sales and marketing people working the floor right now because they're so short staffed and there's just so much that's happening. So let's try to make life easy where we can. And there are options for that. So we'll be talking about those things over the coming months as well. I think it's important to mention just just try, being able to try something new is really a really good move, I think, mm -hmm. because our goal is to take the best care of our older adults. That's everyone's goal. And so just being able to try something new that's creative with knowing that maybe it won't work out and that's okay. We tried something and we're gonna adjust from there. But just that's the action I think that I'm excited about with the Mavericks of Senior Living is, is trying things that are new and, and seeing what's going to be the best solution for everyone. That's a really good point. And I was talking with John Warner recently. We had him on a recent Facebook Live. Uh, he's with Silver Moonshots. He's well known in the industry and he's he's a brilliant man. And he was talking about fixed mindsets and it's very easy. It, it's not a criticism. It's it's humanity. We get very sort of fixed in our comfort zones, and the concept of being able to break out of fixed mindsets and and as you say, Taylor, just try something new. Just try it. Just see what happens because you could be absolutely delighted by the result. And we know we see that across the board in senior care when we see people doing new things like. Um, like the um, oh my gosh, I, Michelle Olson doing oh, her the, her um, her outdoor nature connection. Yes, such an important thing. It was oh, so yeah. important before COVID, but now it's like critical. So Absolutely. just the ability to talk to all these people in this industry who are so brilliant and so uh, inspiring—they're inspiring to me and they're innovative. So uh, that's one thing I'm excited about, Taylor, having you on board is having a, another person in the trenches with us to speak <laughs> with all these innovators and really just put a spotlight on them. When I think too, Catherine, it, what's really exciting is also um, the way we can really take our collaboration circles to the next level. I think yes. where we're really good, where I'm curious about is what can we really do when we get a bunch of different minded people, not like different minded people together, to tackle a challenge that we know is a that we know we can overcome. 
because that is what I'm really excited about um, in you know 2021 is how can we change our collaboration circles to just not only a brainstorming session but an action session, which is what I was you know what we've done recently. You know we we created that 14 day um, I guess new move in plan or new resident communication program that has been a huge success to yeah. building that trust in the first 14 days. And again, yes, I'm saying the word trust over and over again, because that's something that's lacking in our industry right now. And also transparency is as well too. And, you know, that's what I'm going to say about. We had a bunch of different people who thought differently that came together and we tackled the problem and we had an actionable solution within what, 60, 90 days, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's exciting. Yeah. That's really yeah. Cool. And and Taylor was part of that too, which is fantastic. And I, yes, absolutely. Our collab circles are, be looking for them. Those of you who are listening right now, and if you're listening later on, that's great too. Be looking for us to launch some new ones in January. Uh, we have had such good response from our first one and mm-hmm. people are hungry for this. We have people coming to us saying, that I want to be part of this. This is so cool. This is making change. So. Um, you'll hear more from us. The on opportunity, that. the opportunity to everyone kind of sits down from different from different parts of the industry and talks about a problem together. That's powerful. Like that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's exactly what it is. It's the different perspectives. Otherwise, we're still in a silo. We're still talking to, as Francis said, like-minded people <laughs> who think <laughs> just like us. We, we need to not do that if we're going to make lasting change. So yes. really exciting. So exciting. So we're going to do some fun things in December too with some Facebook lives. So be on the lookout for those. You'll hear more about that. Um, super excited to have you on board, Taylor. And I hope that everybody who's listening has a wonderful Thanksgiving, however that looks. <laughs> and know that it won't always be this way. So doing what you can to make the best of it. And, and I want to give, it'll uh, give us good memories for those that want to stay connected. Um, Zoom. And I think a lot of the other platforms are doing free mm-hmm. unlimited time for the next, you know, next, I think 24, four, 36 hours. So use those. I mean, again, I would challenge you to break out of your comfort zone in this very unusual Thanksgiving and try a new piece of, you know, technology that might help you stay maybe not physically connected, but at least socially and visually connected. So I, I would challenge all of our listeners to, you know, adapt to the curveballs, and, and, you know, you'll never know what can come from it. So. Well said. Well said. Taylor, what do you want to say to our audience as a new Maverick? Don't be afraid to try. Step into the unknown from my favorite Frozen 2 movie. Oh, I love that movie. My daughter loves <laughs> Ooh, that Oh, I like it. I like Don't it. be afraid to try something new. Don't Step be afraid of that. The unknown. Oh, that's great. Excellent. Take the first step. That's right. So take that with you, everybody, into your Thanksgiving weekend. Enjoy. um, Give your family virtual hugs and um, reach out to us if you want to be part of our collab circles. If you want to just know what we're doing, check us out on Facebook, join our group. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Serenity Engage, a HIPAA-compliant conversation platform that brings everyone providing care for our older adults, including the family, together into a single platform to communicate and collaborate. Learn more at www.serenityengage.com.